When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's John the Rollins. Skiff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about IT support. Let's go for some IT support. <laughs> we were we need IT support. Uh, for those of you that are watching, I don't know how many people watch it, uh the, the episodes, but both of you can now see <laughs> you both can now see a different uh thing i'm trying some stuff out with our uh yeah with our stuff here so hopefully you enjoy it hopefully you like what we're doing i don't know I'm trying to make some some upgrades i don't know man Trying to raise the bar, player. Yeah, man, we got a little some little graphics involved. We got a little. I don't know. You, I don't know if you can see the logo. I made a little logo. Spinnerfell podcast. Boom, right there, down at the bottom. That's clean. I like it. <laughs> a little shump shump. Mm. It's Georgia, uh, Georgia, and Atlanta colors. Let's go. Really Everything's coming up Georgia this morning. Are you oh yeah. Woo! Everything's coming up Georgia. We got the Bulldogs winning the SEC championship on Saturday. Right. That was good. Uh, yeah. The Falcons, we can skip that. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> Raphael Warnock, beat up on Herschel Walker. Yes. Wins his uh, Senate seat. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, it's always funny when you look at the election map, you know, when you go to those mm. little redneck counties and only have like a thousand people in it. Yeah. You know, it's like Herschel Walker gets 90% of the vote. <laughs> um, but when you go to the parts of, of Georgia where there's actually people mm-hmm. uh yeah he he won in a landslide uh yeah. and thankfully in augusta richmond county in augusta georgia where where both me and saga vote um yeah warnock won by like 70 percent. i think nice yeah it was I mean, they were worried about worried but they were uh predicting that um warnock was going to win once they saw turnout they were just like yeah. oh this is the less turnout than significantly fewer people voted live in person than than they did uh, in the original election. So they, they just <laughs> figured that meant that the Republicans didn't show up. Especially when you hear about the process of voting. Yeah. There. Mm. A Swedes will be confused as hell mm-hmm. hearing about the, the way that they do the voting there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. This guy was. I read a tweet. This guy was describing his voting process. He was like, uh, I forget where he was from. Oh, he's from uh, D.C. Mm. So he moved to Georgia from D.C. And he was like, D.C., I went to my place, blah, blah, blah. I, got my, <laughs> I voted. <laughs> and he's like, Georgia, I had to fill this out. I had to do this. I had to do that. It, it, it was like 10 steps. 
And then all of them included a line. So he waited in line for 20 minutes. Then he got this thing. Then he had to sign this, and then he had to show his ID. Then he had to go to another line. And he told, talked about the bottlenecks and like how it made it take three hours to vote. It's very simple. In, in a lot of these Republican-controlled states, they have come to the conclusion that the only way for them to continue to get reelected is to make it really difficult for people to vote. Yep. Um, because they've they've essentially lost they've lost the the sort of culture war, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all of the cities that have a significant population, they can't compete. Remember remember when cheat. politics remember when politics was about like lying to people and saying that you believe <laughs> like you you know what I mean? Mm. Lying to be like make people believe that like finding out what people want and then tell them you're gonna give them that. Right. But now it's turned into uh like trick people into a mm. uh, trick the system so I could keep saying this bullshit that not as many people believe. So it's not about the people, it's about just staying in power. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's probably always been like this to a certain degree. And obviously, like, you know, before we were born, it was a lot easier. We were, they were just like, oh, black people, you just straight up can't vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's sort of a it, it's just the evolution of that same tactic that they've been using for for a long time. It's just that they had to get more clever about it. Yeah. Um, because you guys complain so much about wanting to vote and <laughs> wanting to sit in particular places on the bus. Uh, and, uh, what's the big deal? Know. What's the big deal? Water fountain. What? What's the big deal? Have you, you know? seen that? Have you seen that clip? <laughs> yeah. The Fuentes yeah. fucking. I mean, I just my other favorite clip is like you know. I mean, Jesus, we've had a black president. I mean, I feel like racism is over. So what's the <laughs> deal? You know what There's I mean? uh, and, end racism is in the back of the end zone. I know. So Problem what are solved. y'all talking about? <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, man. Mm. But uh, some football also happened. Um, yeah, it did. And it was a, a good week of football. Some good games. Uh, one of the most exciting Monday night games that uh, that we'll get to at the end when we recap all of these. But mm. you uh, you handled me, man, and flip them, pick them. Mm-hmm. You, you won uh, eight to six. In this oh, one. yeah. And uh, nice. now I'm only winning by two points for the Let's year. Let's go! <laughs> so, uh, wow. Skip is doing his thing. Week 13 was not kind to me. We all picked uh, some upsets. There were some upsets, right? Uh, no, yeah. not, real, not huge well. upsets. The big upsets that we picked, none of them were right. But, yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to start by saying shout-out to George. I, I felt really glad about that. I feel uh, it's not every day that I can wake up and feel proud of the place that I come from. Um, yeah. So you kind of have to, um, you know, embrace the moment. Feel pretty yeah. good about it. Mm. One thing we didn't talk about, I don't mm. think. I talked about it on Silver Hendler, my podcast, uh, Swedish podcast. We talked more current events and stuff there. And we ended up talking about Jerry Jones. Mm. And the fact that he was... Have we spoken about that? That he was... A picture uh, surfaced of him trying to, uh, like, there to intimidate uh, right. students trying to integrate a school. In right. Arkansas. This was when Jerry was was young. It was in the yeah, 1957. 1957, okay. Yeah. When they integrated the schools and, and he's, yeah, they found him in the in the photograph. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, my take on it is anyone surprised by that? <laughs> uh, right. Nobody's surprised. Um, there's been a, a new take offered by a basketball star. Yeah. LeBron James came out uh, because there's been a, a big controversy, a whole lot of stuff going on. The the the, the undercurrent current of uh, anti-Semitism that exists in the black community is now on the forefront in the news. Thank you for that, Kanye. Well done. Not, not just Kanye, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also shared something, which I but think Kanye's that out here saying started. that Hitler was kind of a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I like Hitler. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> In a fucking mask. Oh, my God. Making Alec Jones look reasonable. Uh, so uh, Kyrie Irving started the whole thing, though, by sharing this anti-Semitic um, documentary mm. uh, with this whole, uh, I think I might have said it on here, about the black Israelites in the U.S. and all this stuff. Mm. Uh, sorry about that, if you heard that. Uh, black Israelites in the U.S., Um and how they, you know, believe that the Jews stole, I don't know. It's just a thing to feel better about being American than slavery. Mm. <laughs> but but um, it's a whole thing. Look that up if you want to hear some bullshit black Israelites. Um, the people, if you go to New York City, they'll be yelling at white people on the street. <laughs> That's true. I remember those guys. <laughs> so, and it's a little scary, but they're not, they're not going to, like, attack anybody. But it's just, it's just horrible. Um, so Kanye's giving these guys a voice. And uh, and LeBron James, uh, that that came out. Kyrie Irving is a basketball player. He spoke about it, talking about he knows who he is. He can't be anti-Semitic, even though he shared this hate, hateful documentary. And then everybody came at him. Then Jerry Jones just dismisses this whole thing, saying, man, I was just curious, man. I was mm. just curious. I was just looking to see what's going on. Mm. <laughs> just looking to see what's going on. <laughs> and then uh, LeBron James said, that's bullshit. Y'all put the microphone in our face so we can talk about Kyrie Irving. Where's the microphone? And uh, nobody's asking me about Jerry Jones, how I feel about another sports figure um, uh, doing some fucked up shit and not and mm. not getting held accountable for it. I think it was a flimsy uh, argument to to try to make those things equal with sure. adult Kyrie Irving sharing some scary shit. But it's also... Holding the feet of the media to the fire a little bit is good. Sure. I, I, I mean. And Jerry Jones still hasn't. He, he he came out and said, I was curious. Basically, I wasn't really telling these people not to do it. But he also didn't say, I didn't. I don't think it's right to try to intimidate. Like, integration is good. Mm. <laughs> he didn't say anything like that. Right. Well, he clearly made his billions of dollars off of the success of integration. So I think he probably loves the concept of integration now. So, oh, yeah. you know, as and, long as they stay also, in their place, as long as they stay in their place, not, not, you know, I hate to be in a position to defend Jerry Jones, but, but people can change their minds yes. over the course of a lifetime. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, said that. I don't necessarily believe that he showed up to that rally just because he was curious. I think he no. was just like the rest of those kids who were there who don't like black people. Um, but over time, you you either evolve or you change the way you think about it or or just even from a strict capitalist perspective. Right. I, I can imagine that he was like, hold on a second. We can make money off of these black people, <laughs> which yeah. is what he's been doing for the majority of his career. So, you know. I, I think that these things are kind of – I'm not I'm usually not a huge fan of going too far back into history. No, I'm to definitely try, not. Like, 
when the, you know, I have, I have a split opinion on the, on the whole woke concept, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and on one level, I think it's a good thing. It, 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 we should wake up to look at the world in a different way. Yeah. Um, but there are moments where it's like, guys, you, yeah. you're basically let's focus on some real shit. You know, yeah. let's uh, let's not go back in time and try to cancel uh, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> you know, or what Astrid I mean? Lindgren or Astrid Lindgren. Yeah. For that matter. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, yeah. what are we going to dig her up and yell at her? Like, <laughs> fucking break. yes, I, I, I'm with you on that. But I also thought LeBron had a good point. Like, mm. Sure. No, but nobody held uh, Jerry Jones' feet to the fire. They let him say he's curious. They laugh it off, and then we move on to the next story. Kyrie lost a bunch of. I mean, he did something worse, of course. Hmm. But um, everybody. Well, Jerry came Jones at him. is richer than all those people, so yeah. there's there's that. That's what it comes down to. Hmm. All right, so some football, man. Uh, right. Thursday night game was the Bills versus the Patriots. Um. It was a little scary for a little bit, but the Bills just like, all right, let's let's get this shit over with. <laughs> and then uh, Mac Jones, I was gonna say Mac Jones, he looked okay the game before, and but then I started looking at it, and um, no, he does not look good. He looks like a bad quarterback. Hmm. Well, he looks like a mid-level quarterback. To yeah, me. that's true. That's true. But he's not. I mean, um, and he did. He what's his his average per pass is like the one of the worst in the league or whatever. Hmm. Um. And I I see it. He just kind of like, oh man, he I'd be frustrated if that was my quarterback. But it feels I, great that he's uh, on a rival team. Sure, and, and I agree with your your point that I mean this was not a dominant performance by the Bills by any stretch. No, um, given the fact that as we're sort of suggesting, I think the Patriots are are really just a mere shell of what we all normally think of them as being. Um, Brady's coming back. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I read that. Belichick uh, like, fuck no. Let, let's see. Josh Allen was was yeah, twenty two for thirty three, two hundred and twenty three yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He did have a fumble. He should have um, had some picks. Sure, but, but I guess you said about everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to say that my man, former Bulldog James Cook. <laughs> was the Bills' leading rusher, (laughs) 64 yards on 14 carries. But more importantly, evidence that Sean McDermott is listening to Sven FL. (laughs) They finally took my advice to get Cook involved in the pass game like like we used to do when when the Bulldogs rolled up to a national championship um, because my man had another 40 yards in the passing game to Mm -hmm. tack on to his 64 on the ground. They finally feel like they're willing to use this guy, um, which is very smart by them. Um, what's your ta- – I'm curious. What is your opinion on this touchdown where where Josh Allen is basically jumping out of bounds? And it's, one of the, like, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel that, but it's I also – It's irresponsible. It's very irresponsible pass. It's against all the rules, so much so – that the defenders are like, ah, he's not going to throw that ball. I mean, it had end zone pick <laughs> written all over it. Yes, and he's yes. thrown like six in the last like four yeah. weeks. Um, I mean, it's, he threw it into double coverage, but 
it doesn't matter if you throw it into double coverage if the DBs aren't actually looking at the ball. Like, yeah, I feel they like were like there's that snapshot when the ball leaves his hands, and I feel like the DBs are looking everywhere except where the play is headed. Sometimes he, man, some of his throws, his he throws it, he gets rid of it so fast, and he throws it so with so much velocity. Mm. It's impressive, man. I can't. I want to hate on him, but mm. my um, soft spot for the Bills fans, which is the best fan base in the NFL, That's even true. though it's my rival team, makes me want them to have success. But they don't look like that team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, even I guess they won could... by two scores, but they're I supposed guess to mop Bills, the floor. These guys, as a Bills fan, you could hope that that probably means that the Bills can go into the playoffs a little more battle-tested. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if your battle is against the lowly Patriots, (laughs) true. if you're making bad teams look good, then where are we at? Mm -hmm. They're still being looked at as like the second-best team in AFC or whatever, or third, second or third-best team in AFC. That shit is starting to shift a little bit after this week. What do you make of this situation where they caught this this shot of Mac Jones screaming at somebody yeah, yeah. on the sidelines. D- uh, Patricia, Matt yeah. Patricia. If you follow his burner account, then you'll uh, you'll hear him talk about. No, <laughs> I but I'm pretty sure though. you know in the slow mo kind of you can clearly read his lips and he says, "Throw the fucking ball." The run game fucking sucks. Or the sh- or the <laughs> yeah, short five game yards per carry. Oh, maybe they had a big run. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't throw. That's what I'm saying. He throws it so short. It's like his Mac Jones doesn't believe in Mac Jones or something right now, or he doesn't want to throw. Yeah, but maybe I'm scared to make a mistake. I've always thought of Mac Jones from the moment he came into the league as a quarterback who was on a very tight leash, right? And maybe he's like, but Zappy, Zappy comes in, he throws it further downfield. Uh, but I'm thinking that Mac Jones is like a little annoyed. Like I'm tired of being on this leash. But if it, if Let, he's telling him to throw it, the short game sucks. Hmm. Then that means Jones is not doing it. I I mean I think he's just mad about the play calls. You think Mac jo- who says throw the throw the fucking who says that? Mac Jones says it, it, when you watch the clip, if you see it, you can read Mac Jones's lips. He says, oh. "Throw the fucking ball. The run game fucking sucks." Okay, I thought Matt Patricia or, was saying Or he that. says, the or the short game fucking sucks. It's kind of hard to make out that last part. Okay. But he's I making Patricia an argument. Said to it. Ma- okay, he's yelling at the Other Patricia. way around. Okay. He's making the argument like, let's throw the fucking ball. Okay. I don't know how much trouble he would get in if he audibled and then mm. threw it downfield. I mean, I guess it probably depends on if it works. Yeah, exactly. He has a nice... His best pass, I think, is the when he puts touch on it towards the sidelines. Mm. That's like his best pass. They could what, call back all shoulder corner to routes. the sidelines. Not back shoulder, but like off a corner route. Anything mm. off to the sidelines when he puts like, if you get a um a swing route or whatever, one of these running back or on like a linebacker, a wheel route, a wheel route yeah, on mm. like a, a linebacker, mm. he lays it right in. That's his best throw, man. They should throw some more of those in there. Mm. But uh, I hope I wish them the worst. Uh, we spent too much time on that game. I'm sorry, Indeed. everybody. Everybody who turned away, come back. Uh, then we got the Falcons. Uh, oh, that's why you wanted to take time on this game. Ugh, let's just rip through this. Uh, I, okay, so Falcons played host to the Steelers in the very same stadium where the night before my Georgia Bulldogs boat raced 
the LSU Tigers to to an SEC championship. I went to bed a very happy man. But <laughs> Saturday night, yeah. Also kind of hoping that the dogs may have left a little magic. Like like a little like some good mojo for the Falcons to pick up on. Sadly, <laughs> if you have children listening, I would suggest you tell them to close their ears because I'm going to say something that they may not be ready to hear. Magic? <laughs> it, it's not real. Oh, I thought you were going to say magic has AIDS. <laughs> no. <laughs> Magic's, <laughs> Magic's not real. Um, it, and, and even if it is, the Falcons wouldn't be able to pick it up if it had a handle on it. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, very much like the lowly Broncos, all my Falcons had to do was score a, a, a more than a measly 19 points to get the win. I mm. honestly do not know what else Arthur Smith needs to see to convince him that it's time to kick the tires on, on Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Um, he said it, right? Well, he, he, he appears to have said it now. Uh, so we'll see if he follows through on that. Um, I mean, Mariota was 13 for 24, 167 yards, a 32.2 QB rating. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, man. And on top of that, they couldn't run the ball. Neither team was good. Uh, we basically lost because yeah, they were able to quarter. kick more field goals than we could. Yeah. Um, and and even with the late fumble recovery that set us up perfectly to go win this game, um, we just kept shooting ourselves in the dick with stupid penalties. Damn, Plexico. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we, we actually scored what – would have been the game-winning touchdown, only to watch it get wiped off the board due to a holding call. Um, I mean, the defense did a good job at the end. They forced the Steelers to punt so we could get the ball back, but with 40 seconds left on the clock, you're going to rely on Marcus Mariota as a passer? I mean, he did Marcus what he does. He, he did exactly what he always does. He, he threw a pick yeah. on the first play of that drive to make it Fitzpatrick, and that was the ball game. It was over. Um, Fitzpatrick uh, tweeted that... Uh... I, I might have ruined some of y'all's fantasy <laughs> by running out of bounds, mm. but I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that was cool. He wasn't the only person who ruined something by running out of bounds this week. We'll get to uh, Mark mm. Ingram later. What? <laughs> mm. uh, oh, my God. But before we move on to this game, I know it's very Falcon-centric, this conversation. So I want to give a special shout-out to Coach Mike Tomlin. Of course, man. Who... Before the bye, they were two and six. Mm -hmm. They've now won three of their last four, mm -hmm. improving to five and seven, mm -hmm. giving him a very real shot to keep that non-losing record season streak alive. Never say never, but never. Yeah, dude's a great losing. coach. He's a great coach. And did you see this? I saw. Yeah, I saw yesterday there was a guy in the tunnel shooting video with his phone as Mike Tomlin was coming out of the tunnel uh, mm -hmm. to go onto the field. And yeah. the guy's like, Hey, look, it's coach Mike Tomlin. He's like, Hey coach, can you say something? And he just turns to the guy, doesn't break his stride. He's like, Hey, I'm fucking working here. That'll be the last time that I address it. I love that guy, man. Absolutely brilliant. I meant to send it to you. It's so funny. He's like, I'm fucking working here. He seems like a, a also a player's coach, too. Somehow. He's hard-nosed, yeah. but he also seems like a player's coach. 
He's like, I am not your dancing monkey. I'm out here doing my fucking job. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you very much. <laughs> awesome. Man. Uh, then we got a rivalry game. Uh, I picked mm. the Packers to beat the Bears, and uh, they did, but it was a rough one. Justin yes. Fields did his. Uh, Justin Fields had a Justin Fieldsy type day. He had a mm. breakaway run for a touchdown, and he had some. Uh, anytime he tried to throw it downfield, it was intercepted. Basically, mm. he's turning into like that. He's that quarterback right now, and when he gets accurate, he's gonna be Josh Allen two point Yeah. Feels well, like it. I, well, no, he's I think be, maybe even right. In some that's ways, what I mean. I think like, he has the potential. Next gen, uh, Josh Allen. Okay, sure. Yeah, he's definitely better at running the ball than Josh right. Allen. I mean, but, he's like, and he's, he's got a cannon. A, he's in a category all by himself as yeah. a running quarterback for sure. Um, he's running because he's he's confused, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? I think he runs because he ha- he uh, he knows he can't make the throw, or he's like confused by the defense. So he's like, all right, I could, I could just run and get this. Hmm. But when he gets it down, I think you have to throw in. I think when I think it's probably a mixed. I agree with you that he's probably confused <clears throat> by some of the defense, but I also think that he's he's probably doesn't feel very comfortable with the right. talent that he has around him as well. Um, which you know we saw that with Aaron Rodgers earlier in the season too. Um, yeah, but you got to uh, Aaron Rodgers also is turning these guys into better play. You know what I mean? Helping them reach their potential. This guy Watson and right, uh, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, but. Well, well, okay, so the minority owner of the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, rolled into town with his yeah. struggling Packers, and it, it, it essentially it took a minute, but yeah. they gradually took over this game in the yeah. fourth quarter. They did not look very good uh, at all. I was like, "Well, there goes that." Yeah, and it took again. This kid, you know, speaking of like. I don't know if it's Rogers turning this kid into something or if it's just like, I don't know. It just took a minute to adjust, but this Christian Watson kid, I mean, he, he scored his seventh and eighth touchdown. He scored two touchdowns in this game, his seventh and eight, his eighth touchdown in four weeks. Is that, Damn. that's, ins- that's crazy. Um, that one, I mean, the last he's one, running the, across it, the back of the end zone. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And then there's 46 yarder. Oh, he just leaves uh, everybody. That, that end around yeah. to the house. It was, um, yeah, that was like the they dagger. were running in mud. Mm. No, the dagger was a Justin Fields interception. True. I said, I was talking to Sean was over and um, we're sitting there and we're watching uh, the end of the games. I was, and we were talking about another game, but that game was on. You know what I mean? It was red zone. You know how they pop around. And I was like, yeah. oh, here's the, here comes the uh, obligatory pick uh, to end the game. And he thought I was talking about another game. And then Justin Fields threw a pick right on cue. I was like, did, see. Did, I don't remember. Didn't he throw back-to-back picks? Uh, Kind of. Like, it was two drives, yeah. 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 Ro- I mean, again, Rodgers was bad, too. 18 for 31, 182 yards. Yeah. AJ Dillon was their leading rusher with 93 yards and a touchdown. He he had a hell of a game. Yeah. Um I mean this is two teams with basically very little to play for other than pride. Packers are now 5 and 8, Bears are 3 and 10. Uh, if Packers uh, run the table they're in. Well, sure. Um Especially that being NFC. said, we, we have a little history to acknowledge. Uh Packers with this win um become the winningest franchise in NFL history. Oh, wow. They were tied historically with the Bears 
but they now have 787 wins to the Bears' 786, and they did it in 34 fewer games. Wow. So, that's kind of a... <laughs> we do not care. That's, that's kind of one of those pointless... That's like the Dolphins every year celebrating that 72 season. It's like, come <laughs> on, man. Stop it. I'm sad to say that my Falcons are pretty far down on the list of uh, franchise <laughs> victories. Who's um, the lowest? Uh, oh, it's got to be one of these expansion teams, right? Jaguars? I, I think it's the Texans. Texans or the Jaguars, one of those two. It's the, it's the Texans. But of teams that have, let's see, of teams that have played, you know, a significant amount of games, of teams that have played over a thousand games, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns are the worst. Oof. Uh, Damn. All right. Uh, then we got the maybe game of the week. No. Nah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Jaguars played the Lions. You picked the uh, upset of the Jaguars to beat the Lions. Going on our theory, <laughs> AFC teams own NFC teams, and the Lions said, we're going to the abyss. Not today. <laughs> and they they took them out and drowned the fuck out of them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went to the back, talked to uh, Professor X, and got uh, some Wolverine juice. I don't know what he did to get back in that game, but mm. he came back and uh, finished it up. These are um, two teams that that arguably kind of suck at defense. <laughs> um, everyone was predicting a barn burner. Uh, I, I can say that someone's barn definitely got burned to the ground, um, but the other barn is is still standing and full of lions. A, a, a cat battle where only one cat showed up to the fight, to be honest. Mm. I think uh, we bet the, the over on this, and it was perfect, perfectly. Bad. Yeah, the Jags got completely dominated in every phase. Uh, T-Law was terrible, 17 for 31, 179 yards and a touchdown. Um, a, as you suggested, I, I agree. They they drug him out to the abyss. Uh, Goff was Goff was good. Golf was really good. Golf was good. He it's was, like him was, when him when uh, I think this thing is if St. Brown is playing, watch out. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> DJ Chark had a hell of a game too, but I think you're right. I, I think this team is a different team when 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 Amon Ross St. Brown is not in the lineup. Um, you know, it helps when the Jags on the first drive of the game uh, fumble the ball. Um, <laughs> Travis Etienne fumbles on their first drive. This eventually leads to another Jamal Williams touchdown. League leading 14th touchdown of the year. Everybody knew that was coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift, with 62 yards rushing, 50 yards receiving, receiving, and one hell of a touchdown run, breaking tackles, blasting through dudes, <laughs> getting the corner, running to the <laughs> <laughs> it looks He's good. got the power of that SEC championship dog in him, son. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. Wipe your mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> I need a uh, towel. Auntie Angel over here getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I lo- I mean, this. I, I agree with you. I, I really love this Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I kind of wish his brother was as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you had these two St. Brown brothers just ripping up the league, but he, the other one who plays for the Bears does not appear to have the same – well, I don't know. He's certainly not in the same situation, but um, either way, dude's a beast. Yeah, man. Uh, we had a good betting day for those people following our betting. 
we might have had the best betting weekend we've ever had. Yes. <laughs> you sent me that screen. You sent me that thing. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Willem is one game in the um in the whole in the first window out of all nine that's, games. That's crazy. And that was the Packers uh, Bears under. Mm. We bet we bet the under on that. Mm. Of forty four and a half. That was it. Everything else we just nailed it. We hit the parlay. <laughs> mm. And then I even threw a uh, we we threw a hate bet in there. Mm. Of uh, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. under on his yards, and uh, I guess we'll get nailed to that. Game. that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nailed that. Uh, uh, another upset prediction was uh, I thought the Jets were going to beat the Vikings, who we thought was fake news, mm. and uh, and the NFC versus AFC, and the Vikings were like, take your theory and shove it, and they mm. they beat the Jets, man, handily. This was this was a funny one. Um, Despite this game turning out to be a like a sloppy, drunken fist fight, it, it, everyone <laughs> who had you know once again hopped onto the Mike A. Fucking White hype train mm-hmm. uh, predictably do not see the ride. You know they did not see that this ride was getting ready to basically slam into a fucking wall. Okay, he, he almost threw for four hundred yards though. I didn't know that. Yeah, but he was thirty-one for fifty-seven. <laughs> Zero touchdowns and two picks. His first pick was on the first drive of the game. And his second one was on the last drive of the game. So you could say that he's quite (laughs) symmetrical, if nothing else. I like that. Uh, Cousins wasn't great either. I mean, he threw, I think he threw five or six passes before he actually threw a completion. Like, he had a terrible start to the game. That's a good Um, defense over there, though, man. It is a good defense. And luckily they had Dalvin Cook because I really think that they probably would have lost this game without him. Um, Dalvin Cook basically carried the load when the offense was was struggling. Uh, <laughs> he had 86 yards and a touchdown. Also, the, the backup running back, Alexander Madison, had a touchdown uh, and some great runs as well. What's the um, score if Zach Wilson plays, though? Not even close. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, not even That's close. what I think. Like Mike White was an upgrade. Like we got to remember that they played the best quarterback on their roster. Unfortunately, also, Mike White is the best quarterback on their roster. Yeah, and it has to be said that the other reason why the Vikings won this game, which was quite unpredictably, uh, their defense, who mm-hmm. had two huge red zone stops in the final two minutes of this game. Yeah. Right. The first red zone stop was like a lesson in grit and determination. This this was on the Jets drive that was like 14 plays and mm-hmm. 83 yards. The Vikings needed to like just build that wall mm-hmm. facing a, a a goal to go from their own one yard line on three consecutive plays. Um and they did it. They turned the Jets over on downs. Yeah. Um the second one was was the pick to win the game. Um but that first one man I mean, you, you allow the Jets to go 83 yards, and then you just say, okay, guys, yeah. every fucking blade of grass. We're not yep. giving them that, that one yard, and they, they fucking they did it. They stood up, and that they, they deserve the credit for winning this game. Another shout-out to Jefferson. The more mm. great catches. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but they held them to 45 yards, though. That's it's easy. so weird how the Vikings this year – are turning these L's into W's. Like yeah. these, Last these year was the other games, way around. 
these are the game. I mean, they were up 20 to three at one point in this game and they nearly let it slip away. Uh, this was yeah. exactly the kind of game that they would have lost last year. And yeah. somehow, some way, um, this year is different. And you have to imagine that it has something to do with the coach. Got to be. It has to be. Yeah. Because uh, now the Vikings, who, I mean, I think well over half of their games have been close one-score games. And and here they are sitting at 10-2. and two. Who would have thought? We thought they were going to win the division, but we didn't think they were going to run away I, with it. No, I didn't think that at all. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I didn't think they were going to. I mean, they, I think they have a chance to clinch the division this weekend. Mm. Then we got the uh, another division, well, a division game that just turned out to be fantastic. The uh, Washington Commanders against the New York Giants. Mm. What a barn burner. They out here kissing their sisters. Let's go. Give it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just go for the tie. What was that Lovey Smith quote? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. In an ideal world, you don't want a loss. You want to win. But if you can't get the win, and you know, sometimes you sell for the tie. A lot of football left to go in the season. You tell him, Lovey. <laughs> <laughs> you so tell him. Inspired. Just, I just want to. Right now, I just want to go through a wall. Just, just go through a wall. Relax, Skiff. Jeez, don't run go through, through that wall. wall, Skiff. I know you heard that inspirational speech. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> that's a, that was <laughs> never forgetting that. Uh, yeah, we had us another tie. This is the uh, second of the year, right? It's not the third tie, right? Or is it the third? I think it might be the third. But we had a tie, and I, when they went into overtime, I was like, because we had bet on Washington, and we thought, remember, we thought the bet was over. We mm. they were it was plus two. We were like they'll cover, and it's like, well, once the Giants kick a field goal, it's gonna be over. Yeah, and no, they're looking out for us, man. The betting gods had our back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry to keep talking about our bets, but we left after making all of the bets. We had seven crowns in our betting account. <laughs> Which yeah, we had a good not even a dollar, and now we back up. We, we yeah, mm. we back up. I mean, this was. Um, I mean, I, I never really pegged this game for a tie. I mean, it definitely looked like no. there was going to be a winner. Um, I really liked both both Terry McLaurin uh, and the rookie Jahan Dotson receivers for the Commanders were they're a lot of fun to watch yes. those two guys yeah. they're they're turning into a couple of yak bros as well the way they mm. take those they catch those little those little short passes across the middle and then they yeah. it's not about Heineke it's about them like they're the ones who figure out a way to get into an into the end zone yeah um. You know, the Giants were, uh, I, I don't know. They obviously had chances to win this game, but 58-yard field goal by Graham Gano, and it's, uh, was that the was that the one in overtime? Was it that long? Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, it was long. It, yeah, he couldn't. Couldn't get it, couldn't get it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was on, I it mean, was online. It was online. But it was right. short. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I always say, you know, a tie is like kissing your sister. So they were all forced to line up and kiss their sisters. <laughs> uh, and if they didn't have a sister, they had to kiss their grandma with her teeth out, which everyone knows <laughs> is, actually feels more like a loss. Um, the poor Giants <laughs> played the Eagles next. 
Um, and then the commanders have a bye week and then they play the giants right out of their bye. So that that's pretty interesting. We said that um, the giants are going to have a nice little collapse, even though mm-hmm. don't hang your heads. You still could make it in the playoffs, but even if you don't, you're ahead of schedule. So giants mm-hmm. fans. Also, I, I think it, you know, part of the reason why this game ended at a tie, I, I think has to be mentioned that, um, both quarterbacks got the shit sacked out of them in this game. Um, Danny Dimes got sat down four times. Heineke got sacked five times. Uh, Commanders Deron Payne was was like playing with his hair on fire with two sacks. Uh, mm. Giants Thibodeau nearly killed Heineke on that one sack. I, I have no <laughs> idea how he got up and, and kept playing. Yeah. He hit him so hard. It felt like it hurt me. Um <laughs> And my man, former Bulldog, Aziz Ojolari had a sack, strip, and recovery. Because, again, he's got that SEC championship dog in him. <laughs> Stellar day for the defense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but we won the SEC championship over the weekend. Um, Are we still talking about that tie-ass game? <laughs> no. Let's talk about A.J. Brown getting yes. Uh, yes, the revenge. <laughs> and also, did you hear the report that um, – the Titans woke up two days after this and fired their GM. <laughs> no, we can talk about that more in the next episode. Whoa. Uh, but in prior to this game, so this obviously felt like it was the AJ Brown, uh, you know, do you miss me bowl? Uh, considering the fact that AJ had eight receptions for 119 yards and two touchdowns. I think the resounding answer to that question is hell yes. Um, And he gave a lot of interviews before the game where he was extremely candid that uh, I had no intention of leaving Tennessee. He was like, this is where I wanted to play football. I wanted to stay here. And, and then he goes out and torches them. And 48 hours later, the Titans announced that they're firing their GM, <laughs> who who basically traded him away. Uh, but, what? I mean, this motherfucker, A.J. Brown, I mean, can this guy catch a contested pass or what? I, I, I don't know if it's the dark visor or what, but A.J. Brown has to be just an absolute nightmare to line yeah. up against. Can you imagine standing across from that man knowing that you got to cover him? No. I, I'd be like, no, nah, man. He's among the elite. Devontae Smith had a hell of a day, too. He had five catches for 102 yards and a touchdown. Brown made Tannehill look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When he was over mm-hmm. there. It's like people mm-hmm. forget, man. These, these, uh, Tannehill's out here at 14 for 2,241 yards. That's what he mm-hmm. had. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, who everyone agrees is a running quarterback that can't throw the ball for 12. You know, Boy. this guy. Ugh. This guy went off. Yes. Absolutely went off. So last week they beat him with the run game. This week, Hertz says, I'll beat you with my arm. He throws it for 380 yards and three touchdowns. So all of you hot take artists out there who have the accumulative intellect of a fucking goldfish can take your opinions <laughs> about the rise of Trevor Lawrence. No. And, uh, and you can all sit the fuck down. Uh, because honestly, it, it, the guy's a good quarterback. Yes. And I think it's really annoying how Mm -hmm. I find it really annoying that I don't feel like he gets, I don't Mm -hmm. feel like Jalen Hurts gets the respect that he deserves. It does. Especially when you see, like, when you watch, like, Trevor Lawrence, who did did they beat last last week? 
Uh, I don't remember. I forget, I forget who it was. Was it the Raiders? I don't know, but they were acting like he's, he's arrived. He has one good game. Yeah. And he's arrived. Yeah. They beat the uh, Ra- they beat the Ravens. That's what it right. was. Right. Hertz is out here doing it week after week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, there are a few people who are saying you should put him in the MVP conversation, which yeah. I agree with. But there's a lot of people who are still like, well, you know, yeah. we'll see. Are they really that good? Like, come on, man. I agree, man. And we all know what it is. And he beat – look, they beat a good coach. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league, yep. period. Okay? Yep. And Derrick Henry handily. is clearly one of the best running backs in the league, and they shut this motherfucker down to 30 yards. Now, Remember two weeks not- ago you talk about their bad run defense? <clears throat> it's back. I, I told you. I said that's not a bad run defense. Hold on a second. Was uh was my man former Bulldog uh, <laughs> back in the lineup? Trayvon What's Walker. His name? No, 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 uh, no. He's with the Jags. Who am I thinking of? How can I not remember his name right now? It's probably uh. All I have in my head is Jalen Carter, who had that crazy sack in the SEC mm-hmm. championship. Uh, Jordan Davis. We do not care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever. If Jordan Davis was back, that's the reason why the run defense was so good because that okay. motherfucker is the key to their run defense. I don't remember. I'm not going to okay. waste time looking it up uh, because you've made it clear that we do not care. Um, <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's move on to another game that nobody should care about. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Oof. Broncos. Lord of mercy. <laughs> Ten to I was nine, trying to make an audio for this moment, but I didn't I didn't have time. Okay, so this, this, is fun. this is hilarious to me, and I think I texted you this. R- Russell Wilson came into this game having thrown two fewer touchdown passes than Carson Wentz. Who has not played since? Oh week yeah, yeah, six. I saw that that that, that uh, step. That's yeah. insane. He looks uh, bad, bad. And and given that the Denver Broncos' offense in this game consisted of exactly three field goals, th- this stat remains true for another week. <laughs> what, a, oh, wow, what, a, wow. what a dreadful football game this was. Um, wait, wait, obviously the, the uh, who's their backup quarterback? The Broncos. Like nobody's talking about putting him in, right? Like who who do they have? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember, actually. Okay. Uh, Josh Johnson. Mm, 
Well, actually, not anymore. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Um, Brett Rippin. Okay. Right, because the the Rams. We're gonna get to the. There's a lot of Rams uh, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, sorry, that's not the Rams. There's well, there's a lot of Rams news, but there's also Forty um, Niners news. Yeah. Uh, that we'll oh, get yeah. to later. That involves Josh Johnson. Yeah, um, I saw that. Anyway, um. Lamar Jackson obviously suffered a knee injury in the first quarter of this game. Yeah, scary. Um, I, 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 the last I read, I think I read this morning that it's a what do they call it? A PCL. Oof. Um, that's like on the front. No, back. Oh, so the back. Okay. <clears throat> it's on the back. Ugh. Ugh, posterior I hate stuff, man. Oh, posterior. posterior. I thought it was patello. I thought it was patello. Uh, so he. Um, We'll see. I don't know. They're yeah. saying he's week to week. I don't know how long it'll take. Um, so yeah, Tyler Huntley is the backup. Same quarterback. Um, who last year actually looked pretty good when he came in to play a little bit. He looked good in the preseason, <laughs> but <laughs> but he comes in and then yeah, it's limited. You can see the limitations of the offense. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was rough. Um, and obviously, Russell Wilson was terrible. 17 for 22, 189 yards, zero touchdowns, obviously. Uh, the Broncos had a 9-3 lead with five minutes to play when Huntley somehow cobbled together the 16-play, 91-yard, um, four-and-a-half-minute drive where they successfully converted two separate fourth-down plays. Uh, eventually, Huntley ran it in for him by himself for that 10-9 to lead leaving 28 seconds left on the clock for Russell Wilson to work with. Um, Russ got him close, but 63 yards proved to be a bit much for Brandon McManus. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty much the ball game. Um, yeah. uh, this, this, uh, this Ravens, the Broncos, we've already discussed, you know, how bad the Broncos are this yeah. year. We don't need to have that conversation again. Are they the worst um, in the league? No, Houston Texans. Broncos are the second worst team in the league. Yeah, but I would say considering their resources, I would consider the Broncos the worst team in the league. Yeah, Houston has the worst um, roster. Houston's Broncos supposed to be the worst team, team in yeah, the league. Broncos the Broncos are, the are not. Um, They're supposed but to be these, Ravens, these Ravens are... are uh, really struggling on offense these last several weeks. Yeah. And I feel like they're kind of hanging on for dear life in yeah. the AFC North, to be honest. Um, I, I, I now expect the Bengals to win that division. I, I don't see how you could not, I, I don't know. I don't see what the Ravens have in them. Their run game sucks. Their pass game sucks. They lost their superstore quarterback uh, yeah. I think they're getting ready to fall off of like old Kingsbury Cliff. Um, mm. But um, I just I just Google Nathaniel Hackett real quick. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. Google tried to finish it by firing, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of uh, articles about will he be fired after the season or before the season's over like when like when is the right time damn i think at this point if they haven't fired him by this point yeah they're riding it out i don't understand why you would bother to do it before the season's over 
I mean, there aren't that many weeks left. So the three and nine Broncos rank last in the NFL scoring and scoring thirteen point eight points per game. This is not nineteen fifty seven. If anybody's curious, this is not the wow. year that uh, Jerry Jones was trying to intimidate some integration. Uh, Jesus, and they're twenty seventh in yards, three hundred fifteen <laughs> yards per game. They've only scored seventeen or more points in two or more games this year. To put that in perspective, the Kansas City Chiefs haven't been held to less than seventeen points in a single game this season. <laughs> And that's who they play next. <laughs> <laughs> this is a team built for the era, you know, uh, before they legalized the forward pass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like we would have really been great then. We can uh, do a yeah, scrum. We, we can get a scrum going. <laughs> we would have crushed it back in those days. Wow, man. That's crazy. So that's just a, a little a little tidbit right there. Then we got the Browns-Texans in this crazy uh, game that everybody was hyped for. The NFL tried to put it together and make a Deshaun Watson uh, alleged uh, sexual uh, offender and quarterback of the Browns. The, uh, they, they made it so that he can come back this week for this revenge game to get some eyes on it. And uh, most of us, most people I know, wanted – things to go badly for Deshaun Watson, and they got what they wanted. He looked like They shit. did. It had been 700 days wow. since this serial predator had played an actual NFL football game. Yeah. And, man, did he look bad. 12 for 22, 131 yards, zero touchdowns, a pick. He had a 28.6 QBR rating, rusty as hell. Um, the Browns did not score an offensive point. <laughs> until they kicked a field goal at the end of the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Donovan Peoples-Jones punt return for a touchdown, Denzel Ward fumble recovery scoop and score, and a Tony Fields pick six mm-hmm. were the reason why they got to 27 points. Without those, they would have lost the game 14-3. to three. I, don't get why, I don't get why you don't go with Mills. I don't get why Allen is quarterbacking. If you're going to put this up, put this together. Yeah, I I mean, I'm I think lost, they're man. just trying to secure that. You mean the Texans, right? Yeah. I, I assume they're just trying to make sure they get that, that number one pick. Damn. Is Lovey Smith around after this season? I don't think so. So they fired Cullen last year and then Smith <laughs> this year? Probably not. Um, yeah. One bright spot, Damian Pierce, the rookie. He finally had a good game again. He's been struggling mm, lately. Yeah, yeah. He had 18 carries for 73 yards. Um, a man, former Bulldog, Nick Chubb, had 17 for 80. But neither one fell. <laughs> Chubb? Uh, you mean Chubb, I forgot to get out of the end zone? Run backwards <laughs> for a safety, Chubb? That's two more of the points was a safety. That's when true. Chubb uh, ran, uh, former Bulldog Nick Chubb ran into the back of an uh, offensive lineman and fell yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. That's true. That happened. <laughs> it did happen. So You left that out. I thought you might have forgotten. <laughs> he still got that dog in him, though. They got that dog in him. He was on he a leash. He still got that dog in him. <laughs> it was a dog on a leash then. 
Um, the score in this game does not even come close to representing no. just how horrible these two teams play. Yes, the whole okay? game. Ugh. And the part that was the most frustrating was when the camera cuts to Jacoby Brissett. Man, that made mm, my blood boil. Yeah. The fact that he fought so hard for this yeah. team. I Can you imagine how it must feel? All padded up. All yeah. geared up. Helmet in your hand. Watching this shit show go down. Man, it it would take every ounce of restraint to keep me from just walking off of that fucking field. If that was me, if I was standing there watching this, I would be like, didn't I, they bring him in and do like, they brought him in in the fake, fake quarterback sneak. And he handed the ball off to get a first down and even, then trots off the field. Even more insulting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, he's the ultimate uh, team player. He's a good dude. He's all right in my book. Yeah, he learned from uh, from Brady. He said. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, ne- next game. Fuck the Browns. Yeah, fuck the Browns, man. And him throwing the ball every time he short short hopped the pass. Even though I feel like it's temporary. He's gonna get his sea legs back and all that shit. But it's good. It's good while it's going. Hmm. You picked the uh, Seahawks to beat the Rams, and they uh, limped out of that game with a victory. Ding. (laughs) And they did limp out of there with a victory. Uh, Seahawks, I'm a little worried. A little concerned. Mm -hmm. A little concerned. (laughs) Well, also, I I think you shout out the Rams, who did not get the memo that they are supposed to just lay down and suck for the rest of the year. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, they lost, but you could tell that the players went out there and played Mm -hmm. like, they're auditioning for their, you know, they are to either to keep their jobs or to get their next job. Even Cam Akers. Yep. Who was, I had a problem with the team and then comes out there and runs for two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, for Rams running back to get 60 yards, that's a, mm. <laughs> that's the play, True. play of the year. <laughs> no Stafford, uh, no Stafford, no Bryce Perkins. So the Rams rolled with, with good old John Wolford. Who was average as fuck. No Aaron Donald. No Aaron Donald. Yeah. Wolford was 14 for 26, 178 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Good job. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Akers Gino. was good. Mm. Gino out there balling. But he didn't, Gino tried to give it away though. Yeah, but that happens. Yeah. It's, yeah. That happens. Um, Concerning news for the Seahawks, uh, slight injury to their rookie sensation running back, Kenneth Walker. You heard his nickname? No. Uh-uh. K-9. <laughs> Speaking of got nice. that dog in him. I like that. That's a good nickname, man. K-9 I like that. out there. I don't, I don't know if it's fully taken on, but I've heard that uh, they call him, some people call him K-9. That's a mm. great fucking nickname. He needs to have that like a, a pretty... uh, they need to play a barking sound whenever he does a play. You know how sometimes players get a sound? At least in mm. basketball, they definitely do. They should mm. do that. When he gets a first down, <laughs> they should do that every time he gets a big play. That K-9, was K-9. I like that. <laughs> Got that dog at him. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I like uh, that. He left this game with an ankle injury in the first quarter. Yeah. I'm still not really sure how serious it is. Um, but as you suggested, it kind of put them in a situation where, where Gino had to win the ball game. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know. He did. Despite the late pick that nearly led to the game slipping away, he managed to pull that off. 
Um, to me, this was all about weapons. Yeah. Uh, in that the Rams don't have any and the Seahawks do. Tyler Lockett was amazing. Nine receptions, 128 yards and touchdown. DK, 127 yards and a touchdown. Damn. Noah Fant had a nice touchdown catch. And, I mean, Gino, honestly, despite yeah. the picks, the dude throws a pretty sexy deep ball. Yeah, he does. He got us. It's, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I'm glad for him. Six straight losses for the Rams. Makes Who them officially that? the worst Super Bowl hangover team in NFL history. No Super Bowl winning team has ever stooped that low the Damn. year after winning it all. Um Damn. And their three wins that would normally come with a consolation prize of a high draft pick. Um, <laughs> what are those? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. There will be no such consolation because they gave that shit away to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. So the Lions are loving this historic collapse. Yeah. They'll have two first rounders, their own, and the Rams. Mm. Um, so, so the Lions will go get a quarterback? <laughs> Maybe one person that doesn't need cooling off. <laughs> <coughs> right. Uh, then we went to the Dolphins. Uh, for some reason, I'm not bummed after that loss mm. at the hands of the 49ers. Uh, it's the best defense in the NFL that uh, came out there ready for all of the the tricks and and everything. And and it felt like as I watched it, the Dolphins were like. We'll do it for you, Coach. I, I got do it for you. This one's for Coach vibes. Okay. They seem like like two. The announcers kept saying it too. The two seemed tight the whole game. Like mm. it's like they're overdoing it, trying to prove something. Uh, even though the first play of the game was a seventy-five yard touchdown, so it felt like, uh oh, here we go. That was that was hot. Yeah, they just started out hot, and then uh, it's still the best defense in the league. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Do you think? Okay, I have a question. Uh, obviously, Jimmy G leaves this game with a with a broken foot. Mm. Um, I personally thought that was going to be lights out for the 49ers in this game. Mm. Uh, I mean, I been, is this? Uh, I didn't have close eyes on this game, so I'm oh, just God. curious to ask if. Um, I mean, was it really the 49ers defense that just kind of shut this thing down? Yeah, I think the Dolphins defense is pretty bad even though they right. made, made some plays but mm. um either way they were going to give up 28 points or so you know what i mean they were going to give up a lot of points but um the offense was going to outscore the 49ers that was my logic for it and right. then the offense wasn't able to put up points even though it was, the offense did some of the best against the against the 49ers that's been done all year only mahomes and uh and tua have put up so many yards against them all year Mm. But that hmm. I mean the defense is just good. So um but the defense came away with three interceptions, <laughs> two on Tua and one on Skylar Thompson who just heaved it up in the game. <laughs> and then right. <laughs> heaved it up straight up. And then the uh <laughs> and a fumble uh return for a touchdown. So the defense even put points on the on the board too. Right. The guy who came in to play for Jimmy G is this dude named Brock Purdy. Yeah. He is a rookie. Yeah, played for Iowa State. He was, he was the taken last, last in the draft. Last pick in the drafts, which which is traditionally referred to as Mister Irrelevant. It seems like a mean nickname to me. Mm, yeah. Um, but whatever. It is what it is. 
Um, I'm curious what the 49ers are going to do going forward. And I'm kind of wondering if, I mean, it's not like anybody thought Jimmy G was like this amazing quarterback. He's not the quarterback who's going to win you the game necessarily. They're built team to is, be. They're built like the uh, Trent Dilfer Raider, uh, Ravens, mm. where they're going to play hard nosed defense. And that team won a Super Bowl. Hard nosed mm-hmm. defense, strong running game, manage the game, quarterback. But that's why I'm interested to see: does this thing, does this train fall off of the tracks because you got Brock so. Purdy under center, or does it just kind of keep rolling? I don't think it falls off the tracks. Mm. I will see. That'd be interesting. It'll yeah, be interesting. it'll be something to watch out for. I mean, I personally thought they were going to win the division, so and I still, I still do think they're going to win it. Mm. Yeah, you <laughs> predicted that. More people should have listened to you about that. Uh, then we got the, uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't so hurt. Um, I thought the Dolphins. I did pick them to win, but I just thought mm. that the they would just be a, a track race and they would just outrun them but mm. I didn't, the Niners defense showed up to fucking play and Tua looks so tight he haven't seen him that inaccurate the whole season so I have another question is Nick Bosa making a case for defensive player of the year nah man Minko's got that in the bag when you just dude, dude I mean, leads Mike, the league in sacks Mike, Micah not Minko Micah is is a game changer man Mm-hmm. I don't know when I say it, uh, he he might have been stats quiet, but he's mm. terrorizing quarterbacks when you watch him play. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, Bosa's a, he's in the conversation, of course, defense player of the year. But uh, mm. Micah Parsons is uh, he's not only rushing the quarterback. True, that's true. That's a good point. <clears throat> we got uh, Chiefs Bengals next, which turned out to be a really fun game. Mm. And third time in a row, they got their number. <laughs> hey, now, I predicted this to be the sexiest matchup of the week, and I'm going to tell you, I'm still hauling wood just thinking about this game. Mahomes <laughs> came into this one having never beaten the Joe Burrow-led Bengals, and it took some late heroics. But, yeah, the statement rings true. The Bengals beat them 27-24. to 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I, My first question. Mm-hmm. Is there a better, currently, in the league now, is there a better pocket passer who can work through all of his progressions than Joe Burrow? Uh, I'm going to say Tua. Working through progression mm-hmm. in the pocket. I have to say Tua is better than Burrow, but they're yeah, or they're right next to each other. Of but course, you would say that. I know I was going to say um, I sound biased as hell, but even if I, I think if I win a Dolphins fan, I have seen him more. But it's insane how good he is at getting through possess, uh, getting through his reads. Um, that's his mm. like superpower and anticipation. Mm. True. Uh, but yeah, uh, Burrow, Burrow. I think there's nobody as fucking ice cold, man. Dude is ice cold, not unshaken, even though they're beating his ass every game because the offensive line refuses to earn their money. Uh, so he just got his pocket. Yeah, his pocket. Actually, but that's good. the thing. But the the thing is, is that that trend is starting to reverse. He's getting I mean, rid. Th- he's getting rid of the ball. I see he throws it underneath a lot more. 
No, but this lately. is like at least two or three games now where where they're not getting to him. They're not sacking him. Yeah. But he's throwing the ball and getting hit and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like uh they're getting close to him. It looks mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Well you get like Ooh. True. But <laughs> either way, it just feels like he dropped yeah. he dropped back into the pocket and he just it feels like he works through his progressions. Yeah. And in this game in particular, he was just carving up the Chiefs secondary, especially on that first drive. Um, just yeah. hitting dudes all over the yard. Um the Bengals' run game has also been a bit of a re- revelation as yes. of late, which helps. No Joe Mixon. Samaje Piran steps up again. Piran's balling. Uh, 21 carries for 106 yards. He also had 50 yards receiving, which helps. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do. The Bengals had that 14-3 to lead. Um, and then, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs start working a little magic. They're so good at putting together when they really need one of these long mm-hmm. 14 play, 81 yards, seven minute clock eating drive, you know, that ends with a touchdown to, um, you know, my man from Marietta, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, big time defensive stop by the Chiefs right after that, mm-hmm. where they where they turned him over on downs on that stupid jet sweep that they tried to run. But it felt like man. a huge momentum swing. Yeah, I thought it was over. Uh, Right there at the half, it felt like a, okay, all right, here we go. It's all yeah. going to start to topple for him. Yep. Um, horrible call by a horrible coach. Yeah, the second <laughs> half turned out to be a real tight back and forth kind of nail biter. Um, but an early fourth quarter fumble by Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, d- recovered by Jermaine Pratt, who had a hell of a game too. And it's like Chelsea. Set. It's like it was his own strength that was that hurt him that time. He should have gone down. Yeah, he keep yeah. and you could tell by the end he was trying to go down, but it was too, too late, mm-hmm. man. Because he's just a a yak guy, man. Yeah, but that that turnover set the Bengals up for what turned out to be the game winning drive. Uh, Ten yeah. plays, fifty three yards, uh, and they also were able to eat up almost, you know, a big chunk of the clock there. Uh, they go up 27 to 24, but the thing Mahomes, I mean, he gets the ball back with, with nine minutes to play, right? Plenty mm-hmm. of time. This guy only needs 13 seconds in some cases. Um, <laughs> they go on this 10 play drive. Um, but there's this huge third down sack by what was his name? Joseph Asai forced them into a position where Harrison Bucker needed to kick a 55 yard field goal. Um, but he pushed it wide right. Yeah, I thought Bengals for got sure. the ball back. Like, gonna make it. Yeah, yeah Bengals and then got the ball back. Couldn't, they couldn't get him off the field again. Mm-mm. They get the ball back, and and that was it. Um, ten plays. They ran ten plays and ate all of the rest of the clock. Um, big time play by Joe Burrow to get a first down across the middle to uh, T Higgins, which what was basically the, the dagger. Because yeah. it, was, it was good for once. It was good defense, and he just caught a really tough pass. He had that good uh, touchdown, too. There was one mm. catch that was out of bounds that Chase mm. caught. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah, that, that one-handed catch. Or like, like on the top of the ball? Like, who? <laughs> yeah. Who? Who else? Landry? <laughs> OJ? OBJ? That was crazy. Mm. Um. Then we got uh, the Chargers and the Raiders. I thought the Chargers were going to win. The Raiders were like, 
We're, they're, they're sneaking around, man. The Raiders are hanging around. They were talking about fire Josh McDaniels. I was talking about fire Josh McDaniels. But it looks like it, the, the Raiders are sticking around enough to uh, hate him a lot next year. <laughs> interesting stat about this game. Okay. The Raiders are now 3-0 and since Derek Carr cried in his postgame. I was going to say that. Several weeks ago. <laughs> I was going to so, say that. So for all of you losing quarterbacks out there. Hey, just cry, man. Just give it a try. See if it works. Why would you say relax? Don't say relax. Just cry. And if you feel like you can't cry, I'll give you a little hot tip, okay? Because, you know, I'm in the movie business. Uh, they have these little menthol sticks. Yeah. Where they, they put it under your eyes right here, and mm-hmm. it forces you. Most people who cry on camera do not just conjure up tears. They got this stuff, and it gets in your eyes, and it makes you cry. Uh, so try that, guys. Um, maybe that maybe it's his mascara has menthol in it. That's a good point. Maybe he does. He's like, "Yo, give me that menthol brand." Have you seen? <laughs> he switched the menthols. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? Uh, <laughs> have you Some seen of his it? black friends sold yeah. him to hey, switch man, the menthols. Get these, get these menthols, man. <laughs> like, Why are you hitting the pack like? <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you seen that uh the the show Love is Blind? You heard of the show. It's a dating show. You don't see the person. You told me about it and Saga has been trying to get me to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's great. There's a scene that the, the producers mm. keep in there. I told you. Did I mention it on here? Maybe, yeah. The guy puts droppers in his eyes so that he can cry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, the, yeah. We and talked the producers about this a couple weeks ago. Okay. They kept it in. They didn't I don't cut know. they kept it in just That's to make great. him look like an idiot. That's yeah. awesome. He didn't come to the reunion. Um <laughs> Derek Carr did not have a great performance by any stretch. He he was 16 for 30, 250 yards and, and two touchdowns with a pick. Um, thank God for Josh Jacobs, honestly. Uh, wow. Questionable coming into this game, but he looked amazing. 26 carries for 144 yards and a touchdown. Most of those Derek Carr passing yards went to Devontae Adams. Jesus Christ, this Man. guy. Two touchdown catches, 177 yards. Uh, I mean, that touchdown. And, one of those touchdown catches was like, yeah. And those 14 it. points, those 14 points, the Raiders put up in the third quarter turned out to be enough to seal the vic- the, the the victory. Um, the yeah. Raiders D had a hell of a day as well. Um, yeah, especially especially given that they were facing the young, gifted, and white Justin Herbert, uh, <laughs> who went 28 for 47, 335 yards and a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> they need to run the ball. A couple of picks, two lost fumbles. Uh, he run got sacked five times. Yeah. He got sacked five times in this game. Um, they also turned the Chargers over on downs twice in this game, but it's Brandon Staley, of course. And then, um, and then... Decides to kick a long ass field goal when it's fourth and five towards the end of the game. This dude I, yeah. just makes the wrong call every fourth down. <laughs> he might need to uh, ask uh, ask where they find where did uh did Nathaniel find his uh decision maker over in uh, in Denver. <laughs> hey man, yeah. can I get, can I get the number to your decision maker? Hack it. Um, and a lot of people have been talking shit about Chandler Jones all year as a bust nah. of a How? trade. Oh. Uh, but this dude was not having it. He had three solo sacks in this game. And Herbert 
was under pressure all day. Yes. Uh, five sacks, as I mentioned, but he also, they also had 14 QB hits. This guy Damn. never got out of the pocket without getting hit. No um, Mike Williams either. The Raiders were all over this little whippersnapper. <laughs> they were on him. Uh, yeah, good win by the Raiders. And they are kind of um, – they, they are sort of sneaking into contention, these Raiders. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they have it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're kind of on a roll. Yeah. They're five and seven, so they can, they can get in there. Hmm? Uh, the Chargers are still ahead of them. <laughs> then we got the, uh, Colts and the Cowboys played and what should Ooh. be a, a really quick, uh, <laughs> uh, Colts got their ass whoop. This game was surreal. Wait, the um, you chose you picked the Colts to win, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was the one both of us were like, "This AFC NFC shit is no." <laughs> you picked the. But I think if you if you make the mistake of just waking up and looking at the score, you would never really get the impression of just how bizarre this game truly was. God damn! Um, it was nineteen to twenty one. Mm-hmm. In the third, the Colts were down nineteen to twenty-one in the third quarter until the Cowboys, mm-hmm. as I suggested, <laughs> ripped the horseshoe off of their helmets <laughs> and decided to beat them to death on their way to turning these Colts into glue. Thirty-three points they hung That's on these insane. motherfuckers in the fourth quarter. That's insane. Thirty-three points. How do you score thirty-three points in one quarter? Turnovers. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> well, at first, okay, so the Cowboys scored on a 10-play drive. Uh, the Colts rolled out with a one-play drive that ended with former Colt Malik Hooker scoop and score. Man, uh, he lived He lived <laughs> on the uh, other side. Yeah, seven plays later, Matty Ice throws a pick. Three plays later, Tony Pollard runs it in for a 30-yard touchdown to the house. Then Matty Ice throws another pick mm. that eventually leads to a Cowboys touchdown. Um, and then came the over and over and over and over and over and over and then came the patented Matt Ryan 10 yard sack plus a fumble, which led to yet another touchdown. Um, I mean, this was just like, what's that? What's that meme where it's like, no, stop hitting him. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They kept scoring. It was insane. I was watching it. I I watched it in the, uh, the 40 minute, you know, the, the condensed, yeah. So I didn't even I wasn't even looking at the quarters. Mm. It just looked like the Cowboys just kept scoring like back to back. It was almost like I was watching highlights. It was but a tight it was, game. <laughs> it was tight. It was tight until yeah. it got loose. Yeah, I was just, I, I didn't even realize it was all in the fourth quarter that it was happening. It just felt like I had stopped watching uh a condensed game and I was watching highlights mm. because they just mm. kept scoring. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It's only the third time in NFL history a team has scored that many points in the for, in the fourth quarter is one of Insane. them uh, Bills Titans. I'm not sure. Actually. That was a remember that the miracle was well, the Music City miracle. Oh yeah, yeah. That had to be like that. that had to be like 35 points, something like that. With that yeah. lateral, that just like only science can explain. Right. Oh, that was crazy. I was no a science. kid then, and I remember that. Because he throws it, he like literally throws it 
You know what I mean? And the ball is just like only science can explain how the ball went backwards. When it to everybody's mm. eyes, it looks like it goes forward. Mm. Yeah, that's they right. Replay. Thankfully, they have replay. Yeah. Then we got the final game. We finally got a good Monday night game, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints versus Bucks. <clears throat> and we got some Saints fans that listen. Uh, I feel bad, but we said they shouldn't have hired this fucking coach anyway. You blew it, Saints. <laughs> uh, you, you absolutely blew what would have been the most brilliant dumpster fire in NFL history to have a three-way tie for first place in one of the worst divisions in football. Yeah. Uh, you, you win this game and everybody's five and seven, I think, or something. It's just like, yeah. uh, and you know, the way this game starts, the Bucks, honestly, you know, this first drive of the game is, is probably like just a microcosm of their entire season and and just how difficult it has been for them to put up points 16 play drive yeah imagine six imagine running 16 plays 72 yards over eight and a half minutes and <laughs> yeah. all you can get is a field goal i out can't of believe that man <laughs> uh. uh but there is i mean it's undeniable there's something about brady in in the last handful of minutes in the game obviously there's plenty of things that we could point to regarding the saints uh, that provided those, those minutes. Um, I, I, but I can't explain it. The guy, you know, Brady's 36 for 54, uh, 281 yards in the game, but he saved most of it for the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter alone. He's 15 for 21, 125 yards and two touchdowns. It's like, he, he, I, I think the Bucks' offense in those last two drives basically equaled what they had done in the entire game up to that point. It's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, and a penalty called back a touchdown, and I was like, yeah. "Damn!" Because I didn't know the result when I watched this. I was like, "Damn, that's how they're gonna lose a penalty a touchdown gets called back. What are they gonna do?" And then they just throws another touchdown. <laughs> Well, he threw it short, it, it gets closer, and then they get a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and Mark they had a, uh, I don't know if you saw it that, um, or how you watched it, but they had a, um, they had a, where Todd Bowles punched the mm. ball and gets, starts getting booed. I'm so glad you brought that up because there was a, a, that was a very interesting moment in the game because... Um, I was yelling at my tablet. Why he, is he punting? Was, Why is he punting? And then they, he was looking calm, just like oh, we got this. But it was a, it was a fourth and quite long, if I remember correctly. It was fourth and ten, I believe, yeah, um, or nine, something like that. And he sends the punt unit out, and Brady, yeah, forces the punt unit back to the sidelines. Yeah. Now, the only reason why everything worked out the way that it did is that there was a, there was an injury timeout, which yep. obviously gave him time to kind of think and have a yeah. chat. Um, and say what you will, the coach is in charge of the team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think I shout out to, to Bulls for yeah. having that moment to be like, look, motherfucker, this is not, it's not your uh, call. you're not the coach. Yeah. This is my call. Um, now obviously we can, we can throw flowers at him because it turned out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, it, yeah, I, I, a lot of respect for him for being able to do that. He looked a little pissed too. 
As he when should. The, when the camera went to him, he was like, this motherfucker. Look, man, I know you're older than me. He's but, like, uh, this bitch. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, and then it worked out. They stopped him. They stopped the Saints. The Saints stopped themselves a little bit. Well, Mark Ingram, Mark obviously. Ingram, but he was injured. Ran out of. Yeah, but he, he runs it, out of bounds and takes a knee like he's just like hurt. But all he had to do was walk one more yard <laughs> uncontested. It wasn't like there was anyone yeah. there sitting there waiting to hit him. Somebody was running towards him. Yeah, but honestly. <laughs> he would have gotten the first gets, down. He would have got the first he down. He gets that first down. They don't have these minutes to score those two touchdowns at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Um, he went out of bounds. Uh, Alvin Kamara was healthy. He did not look He's, healthy. I'm he saying, was terrible. Like, I'm saying he he could have been in the game at that point and made he gets yeah. that first down. It was just a little swing route pass. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like Kamara, who's one of the best pass catching running backs in the last five years, could have been in the game, catches that pass, and we got a first down. This goes back to Dennis Allen being a shitty coach. Huh? I don't know. Whatever. That was that was that was game ball game. I picked the Bucks to win. They did win. But uh, in the words of uh, P.O.P. Hold It Down. Barely. <laughs> so, mm. But they did get the W. Now they're in, uh, in the driver's seat in that division with six and six record. <laughs> Control your own destiny, Bucks. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right, let's go to superlatives, man. Who you got mm. as an MVP? Or should I go? Uh, I can start. Right. I, I want to qualify my choice okay. this week for MVP mm-hmm. uh, by saying that this is not intended to cause you any extra harm. Um, yeah, but this week I'm going to go with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> last pick in the draft. The yeah. dictionary definition of irrelevant mm-hmm. is not related to what is being discussed or considered and therefore not important. Oof. Well, I'm here to say. That I don't know if Brock Purdy can do this week after week, but in this game, mm-hmm. he was certainly related to what was being discussed and considered. Yeah. Mister Irrelevant having a moment of relevance is 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 just something too difficult to ignore. I have to give it to Brock Purdy. Mm. I, I'm just sorry it had to come at your Dolphins' expense. It will obviously be the only time we'll be calling Brock Purdy the MVP. Of the week, but it's like you just have to shout it out for the one chance that you got as Hank. Yeah. You're the real MVP. All right. Uh, for me, it's not Brock Purdy because I'm not an asshole. And it's not, <laughs> it's not Kenny Pickett either because I'm still not an asshole. <laughs> oh, shot fired. <laughs> no, it's Devontae Adams, man. He was all over the place making plays. His stat line of eight yeah, catches for 177 yards and two tutties doesn't even do him justice. The guy was unguardable, and that touchdown catch on the left side was easily one of the best grabs of the year. He's now alternating with Josh Jacobs for weekly team savior. They'll probably have a friendly competition going on. Like, I'll save the team this week. I got it next week, bro. I got it this week, man. It's my turn to save the team. Uh, oh, yeah, you want to you wanna do that? My turn? That's what he said. You want to do that? It's my turn. I got it this week. And this week, it was Devontae's turn. Your move, Josh, because Devontae. You the real MVP. Nice. Uh, I can do trash if you want. I can start with the trash. Sure. My trash. 
This is getting old. My creativity has waned. There's only so many ways you can say this about this team. I've nominated the coach. I've nominated the quarterback. I've nominated the entire team. But this week, I'll be nominating just the offense. The Broncos added another game where they would have won if they scored over 18 points. Hell, they would have won if they scored 11 points this game. The defense is playing out of their minds, especially when you consider time of possession when the offense punts mm. the ball away right away. It's a shame that they have to run over to the sidelines and witness this pitiful excuse for an offense led by a once perennial MVP candidate and heralded offensive coach. It's embarrassing. It's hilarious. And Broncos offense. You are trash. Mm. Hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, Who's your trash? Well, I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to say that <clears throat> this week's trash belongs to Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns as an organization. Mm. Uh, this bitch <laughs> who got a fully guaranteed contract, five this years, $230 million. Bitch. Only one million of those uh, dollars in the first year as an attempt to prevent losing any money. Um, This is a sick Negro. Absolutely. And this team, which used to be everyone's lovable loser, is now in a situation where the experiment of finding out if this was really worth it from a football perspective uh, has, has fully begun. And, and we're all forced to kind of watch it week after week. But I honestly don't give a fuck about any of this shit from a football mm. perspective, to be yeah. honest with you. And I'm glad that he sucked in his debut. Mm. You're damn right I am. Uh, will it change my mind if he gets back to the level that he was at when he played, you know, back with the Texans? Absolutely not. Uh, on top of that, Watson refused to talk – uh, about anything not football related in his first press conference leading up to this week 13 clash uh, and reports that the Houston media were not allowed into the post game to ask questions. Uh, to me, this is about as brave as Kanye praising Hitler while wearing a mask on his face at the mm. Alex Jones show. Mm. I mean, both of these fuck nuts need to be dropped into a dumpster fire of irrelevance. I, I mm. hate this for Jacoby Brissett. I hate this for my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb. I hate this for the city oh. and the fans of the Cleveland Browns who have endured enough historically. So mm. Deshaun Watson, as well as owners Jimmy and D Haslam, you, you are trash. Goddamn, <laughs> Skip. Beautiful rant. Uh, shit got learned. I could go first, man. I got to eat some crow. My shit that got learned is parody is real. It's the staple Mm. of the NFL. It's what they're built on. And I went against it last week. After one week, I thought for sure the AFC was head and shoulders above the NFC. (laughs) I even put money on it. (laughs) And then the NFC came out, smacked up a few AFC teams. Right in front of my face mm. and debunked my, what I thought was a well thought out theory. Mm. Any given Sunday is a phrase for a reason. All these mm. guys are professionals. I slipped up and I got my hot take shoved in the freezer. Never again. <laughs> Shit has been learned. Nice. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I learned that most people 
are fucking stupid. <laughs> you just learned that? <laughs> well, to be fair, I I, I kind of knew that already. Um, but I was reminded of this truism when considering why Falcons coach Arthur Smith continues to stubbornly roll with Marcus Mariota over mm. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Um, do I know if Ritter is better? No. Have I seen him practice? No. Um, but to be fair, I mean, we talking about practice, <laughs> not a game, not a game. We talking about talking practice, about practice. <laughs> not a. <laughs> now, I saw a poll on Monday mm-hmm. where Falcons fans were asked why they think the Falcons are not kicking the tires on Desmond Ritter. Right. Three percent said that the Falcons don't want to risk Ritter's health. What? Which to I'm like, uh, it's football. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a very that that to me is a very yeah, dumb it's take. It's that it's only three percent, and and I'm actually glad that only three percent are that stupid. Thirteen uh, percent of these Falcons fans think that it's because Ritter isn't ready. Fair. Yeah, I'm in that camp. Might, might be true, but the rest of us would like to see that with our own eyes. Yeah. Even if we even if we do stumble into the playoffs because of our shitty division, we're going to get killed in the wild card round. So who fucking cares? Just show me if he's ready or not. Show me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Fifty nine percent, um, which was the majority opinion think that Ritter is not playing because we still have a chance to make the playoffs. My previous point where we will Mm. most certainly be shown an early exit in the postseason, regardless proves that 59% of you who think like this are certifiably 100% fucking moronic. (laughs) You're, you're idiots. Um, The final category represented 25% of the people polled. uh, And the opinion of this 25% is the only opinion that I feel like I can truly understand at this point. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, it's the only opinion that I respect to be honest with you, because 25% of Falcons fans are convinced that the reason why Desmond Ritter is not starting is because they want Falcons fans to suffer. (laughs) I can't believe that was an option. (laughs) Now, if you take the entirety of the Falcons' history, it's nearly impossible to argue against this point. <laughs> they want us to suffer. The why? I have no idea. Mm. But the how is on display every given Sunday. Mm. And I, I'm honestly at the end of my rope with this. Uh, <laughs> side note, 73% of these same fans feel that the Falcons are headed in the right direction. So again, as I said... Most people are fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> All right. Damn. What's uh, my, my scariest AFC team is still, and even more enforced, reinforced, is the Bengals. Who's your scariest AFC team? I got to say Bengals. Uh, they look like they're the surging. most complete. Yeah. They're surging at the right time of year. Uh, a big-time win against the Chiefs has you feeling like they can beat anyone. Um, but... More importantly, like I said, they seem to have figured something out on the offensive line. I, mm. and, and there's nothing scarier to me than than Joe Burrow with time to throw, yeah. honestly. Yep. And a g- good receiver core, too. Mm. They should have kept Uzma. 
Azuma. Should have kept AJ Green, man. <laughs> they should have kept Ocho Cinco. Imagine if Ocho Cinco <laughs> and AJ Green would have been. Uh, scariest NFC team for me. Also reinforced, I got to say, the Eagles. Uh, but we, I say the Cowboys are closing in on the Eagles. It's a good point. Uh, I'm, I'm also going Eagles. Uh, I especially love, I think I said it before, last week they beat him with their legs, and this week beat beat him with his arm. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. Defense is starting to ball out too, so – but you're right. You're right. This is going to be a really interesting uh, dogfight going down to the wire between these two teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, who who said uh, who who said put some spec on the name? Uh, it's got to be AJ Brown. <laughs> mm. I mean, he rolls up into the team that decided uh, that you know what we can just go find somebody as good as you in the draft. Uh, and he just absolutely fucking torched him uh, and got the GM fired, which we'll talk a little bit about in the next episode. But I, I just <laughs> yeah. feel like A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown put some spec on his own name. <laughs> yeah, man. He said, <laughs> A.J. Brown said it straight up. Put some respect on my name. All right. Uh, this one I had to get some video for, man. Uh, and those of you watching this can watch what I'm talking about. Uh, Najee Harris, sorry it had to happen to your Falcons. <laughs> that was <laughs> that, a hell of a stiff arm. That goddamn stiff arm uh, was devastating. He switched sports mid-game, decided to dribble Richie Grant's head like a basketball. <laughs> Before <laughs> continuing with his run. Grant's probably sitting in the film room right now getting roasted by his colleagues about that attempt at a tackle. Uh, Najee uh, Harris told us all. Put some respect on my name. Yeah, so I yeah to, uh, even I had to, to appreciate that. I, was I, like, played it, I, I played it a couple times for those that are watching the video version of this because uh, <laughs> that shit was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Most stiff arms like Derrick Henry, he'll have embarrassing ones where he throws people back. You know what I mean? You got the beast mode one where he throws, but he threw this man down. <laughs> he got stiffed into the ground, man. Satan was, like, was like, oh, <laughs> Satan was like, not uh, yet, not yet. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, you Falcons are wearing your red helmets today. Yeah. Mm, nice. <laughs> Let's see if I can like put that, that one let me, into let the dirt. That. Let me cross your head over real quick. <laughs> cross it over. Alright. But that's it for this episode of SpinFL. This was another fun one. Uh and uh we're gonna be back very soon with some uh predictions for the next week. We really appreciate that, uh all of you all checking this episode out. Don't forget you can support us on patreon.com slash SpinFL and uh get a little extra stuff, follow our gambling journey and all of that. We really appreciate y'all. But it's been Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Musara. And Sven FL, we'll be back soon. Peace. Ready, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.